0: I'm coming in hot. Welcome to Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland Podcast, with your hosts, Jordan, Jimmy, and Dan. Follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. Yeah, coming in hot. Coming in hot. Just like the fajita. fajita. I write what I live. live. My life in the speaker. I'm nice with the flow. Just like the demeanor. I'm feeding my fam. I'm feeding the meter. All right, hey, what's up? What's up? Cleveland and all of uh, the surrounding areas where our fine folks are checking in with us here. Uh, this is LOTL episode 48 uh, coming from you coming to you from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh We're coming for you. We're coming for you. Yeah. All right. Um, with me as usual. Well, Jordan always and then Jimmy's back again. Jimmy via Skype from down in Kent. What's up, boys?
1: How we doing? How's it going? Welcome in. What do you say
0: normally? Welcome that, in. I, I just said that. Like, I'm asking you what's up. <laughs> like,
1: you know, not too much. Uh, it's been a good week. I'm, like, not tired like I was last week, if you remember. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know, because you, like, I before, started, the, like, before the episode out, was over, you start. You got up and just, like, closed, just, you closed your lap. You hung up on I Jimmy. I hung up
1: on Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't. Oh man!
0: Yeah, because like I got up because uh, Champ was chewing on something he shouldn't have been chewing on, so I got up to get it from him. And apparently, me getting up sign- signaled Jordan that the episode was over, so he just closed his laptop I, and hung yeah. up on Jimmy. And, and then didn't I come know back
2: anything for like a minute. I was like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, well, yeah." You sent me a
0: text. You're like, uh, "Is that it?" <laughs> yeah, and then I I, I I threw out the thing that Champ was chewing on, and came back to the table, and you like have your coat on. I'm like, dude, the episode's dude, I, not over. I,
1: I was just oddly tired, <laughs> like 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 I've never been
0: before. <laughs> yeah, that was that was fun. That was interesting. Um, so thanks thanks again for checking in with us uh, wherever you're listening to us on iTunes or SoundCloud. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, follow us on social media at the Lotl Podcast. Uh, hit us up on. Uh, that handle on our platforms on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, check out our website at the lotl podcast. I totally messed that up. Did you? Yeah, I did because our website is not the lotl. It's just it's lotl podcast. It's just lotlpodcast.com
1: Very simple, very very minimalistic. I'm the
0: one that's tired, so I've had an incredibly oh. stressful week at work. So oh, I'm sorry, dude. I'm like, yeah, I'm at my wits' end right now, but. I get that. But it happens. It happens. That was me last week. Yeah, it happens. So uh, Jimmy, what's up? What's going on down there in Kent? What's the word?
2: What's the word? Uh,
0: cold. sorry, I'm old, it, all right? Did you just
1: say cool?
2: I said cold.
1: Oh, they said cool.
2: Cold and bitter. Pretty uh I
0: don't, What's what's the what's what, what should I say instead of what's the word? Like what should I like what's what's popping? What's crack a lacking?
2: What's happening? I guess we can't say what's. No,
0: right. we can't do that because that's later.
2: You're right. You know. Jordan, that's I not
0: an bad. outlet you can use for your computer. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I don't even know what that outlet's for. There's one, there's one over here.
1: Wait, isn't, isn't what's slapping a phrase or did I use that wrong? No, you
0: used that wrong. Uh, just don't say it. Jordan, you're old like me. Say. Don't, don't, don't say what's slapping ever again. I
1: don't know. I, I thought it was what the kids <clears throat> say. Is it that know. slaps? Did I use that wrong?
2: Slapping. I went to. I it.
0: <laughs> Let's not do, don't do, it. Like you're yeah. going to do this.
1: Yes, we are. Just this is. Piotta.
0: No, not well. God, I can't. Oh, oh, he's triggered. No, but what if the fine folks at Piata want to uh, ever sponsor something from us? I can't dog them. Uh, you can. Fine. They I suck. Would,
1: I would. I dog bad Mexican restaurants. Oh. So, you admit Piatta's a
0: bad Italian restaurant. Uh, I, I. Oh, I got you. No, I got you. No, what? You, I got you. what? I no. Got you. I, no. You, you truly. You compared my situation to yours. I am. Like
1: if I were in your situation, having been born and raised on like the best of the best Italian food, you know what Italian food is. And then that's Piata that, rolls that around. not Italian. No, that's yeah. what I mean. And then Piatta rolls around. I get that. So, I respect it. Do I like Piata? Yes. But do I act like that's authentic? Trash. No, I'm not going to say yeah. that's authentic. It's no more it's authentic. It's fast food, than... and Italian
0: food is disgusting. It's no, yeah, yeah.
1: I, yeah. And that's annoying. I get that. Right. But I, I do agree with Jimmy that I do enjoy the food, but I'm not it's Italian. so. Ugh. You know what's better though? Olive Garden. What? Oh, okay. I'm gonna throw you out the window. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> joke.
0: <laughs> literally throw you down the steps. Just a joke. And it better be. It better be the last one you make today. Okay. That was a little <laughs> bit of an overreaction. No, it's not. Anyway, you did. You didn't say it, like since we uh, interrupted you, Jimmy. What? What is? Uh, what's crack a Yeah, we
1: still don't know what's going on in. He Canada. said. It,
0: he said it's cold. That's it. Okay. Just, there's real,
2: you know nothing too new. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean,
0: their their basketball team loses games. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, their football team sucks.
2: I wish I followed the Kent basketball team. Actually, no, I don't. I really don't
0: care either way. Are I don't they anybody on the team. are they ever good? So no, really yeah. Really Kent care. Kent historically is one of the best MAC programs. Wait, seriously? Year in and year out. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're actually not bad this year. It's just BG's beating both times, so that's why I rag on them. Gotcha. Kent's yeah. like I yeah. The record back for
2: tomorrow. So, but I'm not going to that.
0: Yeah, BG just got smashed by Akron uh, the other night, but uh, they have their tournament seat already locked up, so I don't think they really care about the last couple games. BG. That's right. Roll along, you BG warriors. Anyway. BG. So, Jordan. Yes, sir. What are we drinking this week?
1: So, I figured that I would go a little bit Irish today. And get a little that's right, get a little of the luck of the Irish going on next Sunday, St. Patty's Day. Um, so I wanted to get Sibling Revelry's dry Irish stout, however, the the bar the uh, the store I went to was sold out, and at that point, I didn't feel like going anywhere else. So I searched around and I found that platform also has a dry Irish stout, and it's called Bent Arrow, it's a really funky can. Yeah, I don't know what's going on here. There's an artist. I'll give him a shout out. You know
0: what? It almost looks like it almost looks like Homestar Runner.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll give the artist a shout out. Do you cause... know what that is, Jimmy? Real quick, let me give the artist a shout okay, out. Sorry, his name is Adam. Oh boy, Brulet, How How you supposed to shout him out if you can't? I, okay, I didn't realize his name was gonna be so crazy. Where is? I don't. You can look him up.
0: Probably, I'm sure you're right. I don't know. Yeah,
1: Adam Roulette. Or I was gonna try Broulette. and make fun of
0: you for butchering the name, but I don't know how to pronounce it either. So, anyways,
1: Adam, your artwork is cool. Uh, sorry if we butchered your name. Um, his, well his
0: social media handles on the can. So yeah, so you go
1: you should be buying this beer anyways. Yeah, go buy a six pack support, and follow him on social media. Don't get Guinness. Go get support your it's local very, beer. I,
0: yeah, I mean it's very Guinnessy. I. It's a craft Guinness.
1: I w- That's exactly the way I would describe it. Uh, personally, I like it a lot better. I think it it's a little more full it has a little more the flavors round out you know because it's more
0: hipstery in and you're hipster yeah
1: exactly but like when you're done you sip it you taste something and then when like you swallow and you get a little bit of that aftertaste it's really good I'm a big fan I said after that's a thing (laughs) never mind whatever I don't know what Dan's saying it's a good Irish stout dry Irish stout go get it it's better than it's good it's better than Guinness in my opinion it is good (laughs) But that's what I would compare it to, you know. Jimmy, what are you drinking?
2: You know, I actually had some chocolate milk before this. Look at hour. that. Yeah. Can't, was it not had chocolate milk in was it, forever. Was it YooHoo
0: <laughs> Choco milk. What's up? Was it YooHoo?
2: It was not uh, just your uh, standard Acme brand chocolate milk.
0: Oh, there you go. Prepackaged. Yeah. Very nice. Why why are you drinking chocolate milk, man? Like I
2: don't
0: know. You but, can't uh, you can't, can't
2: have a my uh, kid days.
0: You can't have a beer yet, or something.
2: Next, next question.
0: (laughs) Well, how many days? We're we're doing the countdown.
2: You're right. Twenty four more days, ladies. Twenty
0: four, ladies and gentlemen. And gentlemen. Jimmy turns twenty one in twenty four days. Yeah, y'all can
2: Venmo me a dollar or something. Venmo's Jimmy Pissarchik.
1: Hold on a second. Why would we do that?
0: To buy I mean, him a drink because he's gonna be down at OU. So.
1: Oh, okay, that's fair.
0: I get it now. Yeah. <laughs> but it, yeah. Yeah.
2: Twenty-four more days it's flying by. I remember talking about this like in September, saying,
0: you "I know, know, only a few more months." Yeah. Yeah. Twenty-four till twenty-one. What up? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get, uh, that's going the hashtag. The that's the hashtag for tonight. Twenty hashtag twenty-four till twenty-one. Wait till 21. Till 21. Huh? Oh, oh that. that's Sometimes in a few talking. days. That's what? Sat- uh, Saturday? Sunday. Uh, uh, Sunday. Your birthday's on a Sunday. Uh, yes, it is. Oh, so boy. It's Sunday, yep. So you're going out midnight on Saturday? Yes, sir. I'll be in
2: beautiful Ohio University, Athens, Ohio.
0: Boo. Can't wait. Can't
2: wait.
0: Yeah, just don't, uh, just don't knock over any flower pots. Shout
2: out to Johnny Hopkins, by the way. They Shout out
0: Johnny. Johnny Hopkins and Sloan Kettering, and they were blazing that up every day.
1: <laughs> they were blazing up.
0: Nobody got that reference. Um, yes, okay, oh. Jimmy, the twenty-year-old got it. That shows that doesn't have an age limit to. <sighs> Jimmy was like. Seven when that movie came out.
2: What? No, when did it come out? Step
0: Brothers? Step Brothers came out like 2008, 2009. So you were what, like 10? 10 or 11, yeah.
2: Anyway. Yeah,
0: 2008, I was
2: 10. Yeah. I remember 10.
0: Right. Okay, cool. All right. (laughs) Anyway, uh, let's go through real quick what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Jordan's got our What's Happening segment this week. So we'll talk about that. And then we've got our top five, which uh, Jordan kind of roped into our What's Happened, and so we'll go through that uh, when we talk about that. Uh, Poll of the Week uh, will be in our sports segment tonight and uh, deals with the Browns and all the crazy, crazy rumors that are going around right now that we might find out about tomorrow. I'll get into that later. And do we have any reviews this week?
1: I don't think so.
0: Unless you wanted to review those tacos
1: at Barrios
0: that you tried, uh, okay.
1: But are they even available anymore? I don't know. Yeah, I think they're
0: available okay. all month. It's like they're. I think it's their March special. And then uh, we'll go through. We'll talk about St. Patty's Day again since that's coming up. And uh, Jordan's got another mm-hmm. cool event that's coming up that he'll talk about. So, what do we want to get into first? Let's do your what's happening.
1: Let's, uh yeah, let's get that mood
0: started. Okay, yeah, let's let's get all let's weird get, and zany let's right get, off of the bat. Hey, guys, let's get real weird. Don't do that. Oh, um, <laughs> all right, so
1: what's happening, guys? I'll tell you what's happening. We got a hoax going around. It's it called the Momo Hoax or the Momo Challenge, I'm sorry. It's a hoax. So if you aren't familiar with the Your Momo hoax. Challenge or what Momo is... It's a sort of folk monster uh, rooted in Japanese folklore, if I am correct. And it is essentially, well, there's two parts of this. First, you gotta Google this. If you, have, I'm sure you've heard of it, but so that's fine. If you haven't, Google it, it's kind of freaky. It's like a monster lady thing that is supposedly the inspiration for this hoax, right? Uh, the Momo challenge is simply this, that there are YouTube videos or just Internet videos uh, that are instructing kids. Well, it's not just videos. It, it can be through WhatsApp or other social media where something or someone is messaging little kids to uh, with step by step instructions on how to kill themselves or harm themselves. Um, that part's the hoax. You know, there's, that's not exactly happening uh what's not a hoax is there is a creepy monster like a statue of this monster i guess it's an art piece um and it's called the momo or something like that uh but anyways uh that does exist of course this thing this being this monster is not actually you know out there and it's not real um and but more so what i wanted to get into though was uh because it's pretty obvious that the momo challenge is a hoax However, there are some really disturbing videos and disturbing a lot of R-rated content on sites such as YouTube and other sites like that where a lot of children um, visit frequently. And there are a lot of ch- children uh, programming, uh, children's programs, I should say, on YouTube, but a lot of YouTube is R rated and very adult. So I wanted to have a discussion. Is there a silver lining to these type of hoaxes? So it is false to and misleading and all that to spread any news about the Momo Challenge because it's not real. There's really no evidence that it ever has happened that any child has followed instructions that were messaged to them to, to kill themselves. However, is there a silver lining though that now you got parents scaring the crap out of their kids about the Momo Challenge? You know, I have a feeling there's probably some kids that might be a little creeped out and might not want to go on YouTube for a while or might not want to be on the internet for a while. Is there a silver lining to all these types of hoaxes that maybe it's a good thing to get kids off of the internet and to get away from YouTube for so much and either be more creative and and, or not be exposed to other R-rated disturbing content that is on YouTube? I uh, just kind of want to get that idea out there. Like, are hoaxes like this all bad, or is there a silver lining to them? So, I'll uh, throw that out there real quick before I, I let you all jump in. I personally, I think there is a silver lining. I grew up with before YouTube and before the internet really kicked off and the social media age. Uh, Dan, you as well. Yep. Um, and Jimmy to a certain degree. So what I'm trying to get at is. Even when we did have internet and video games, we were limited, which I'm glad we were because it forced us to use our minds, get outside, and all that kind
0: and of And play baseball.
1: And, and, and play ball. Um, so, anyways, that being said, so I'm okay with, <coughs> like, I don't promote hoaxes, but I'm okay if some children are get the crap scared out of them because they saw this picture of this Momo monster. Whatever, right? I think it's okay. Yeah, we don't need kids to be online all the time. That's my two cents.
0: I'm opening the floor now.
2: Mm. Daniel, would you like to go first or should I,
0: should Uh, you I... can go. I, I already I, I kind of told Jordan that you two were going to run with this cuz I don't know hardly anything about this, but good. So you can go ahead and go first.
2: Yeah, so I mean, I didn't really read too much about the Momo challenge. I kind of knew like the basics of it. That basically what Jordan said is kind of a way just, uh, first of all very messed up that whoever like incorporated this into children videos that just so happen to pop up in the middle of something that's super messed up
1: yeah, that is a real quick Jimmy that is actually a thing that has been found on YouTube where yeah, people splice in disturbing video clips into children's programs so yeah
2: yeah that's happened with various videos mm-hmm. not even just the Momo thing right, that's, just, right. that's just a thing which is you know inevitable you can't escape that Right. Um, but in terms of is it a good thing that this is happening and kids are exposed to something like this? I think so. I remember when I was a little kid. Uh, I think, well, not even when I was a little kid. When I first got my first phone, like the text message chains, where it was like, you better forward this to how many of your friends, and it's just <laughs> right. picture. That's kind of like the my version of this Momo thing. And yeah, it's scary at first, but I think it just kinds of, it kinds of. can talk. It kind of teaches you as a kid to not believe everything you're seeing and that, you know, it, it's just, I don't know. I think kids are kind of too sheltered, so maybe it's a good thing that they're seeing disturbing, scary images and hoaxes like this at an early age. Uh, and, yeah, hopefully it does encourage them to get off their phones and YouTube, for God's sakes. I mean, come on. Dude, right. Why are you on YouTube for hours on, a, like, on right. your iPad or your mom's tablet? That that just pisses me off. But um,
1: No, I, I agree with that, Jimmy. I, I agree 100%.
2: I, I, yeah, I think it's a yeah, like you said it's a good thing, I think that, um, The reason
1: why I, I, I'm not gonna call out their names I have I have some friends who have some kids, and they I guess the kids get real freaked out because their monster. mom, their mom showed them the uh, the picture of the Momo monster or whatever. And she said it is interesting though, because now they don't even want to go on YouTube anymore. So that's where I got this idea. I was like, huh, in a case like this, I wonder, if it's not that bad of an idea because i you know i'm not a psychologist i'm not i don't have kids blah blah blah, but i know from my childhood experience it was a very good thing that my parents limited um our internet exposure and they limited how much we were on the internet so i'm thinking in my head man you know if this if this freaks out a couple ch- you know children across the u.s and the world to maybe be scared to go on certain websites or to just goof off for hours online and maybe they make some wanna go do something outside or even just literally anything else. Um, I don't think that's a bad thing. Uh, now, I did find it funny that you mentioned kind of the hoaxes that you grew up with. One that I also remember too, if you remember post 9-11, everyone was all weird about Islam and stuff like that. And there <laughs> there was some panic that went around I remember where there was these little talking dolls that some mom claimed that it was like proclaiming, you know, terrorist messages. And so everyone was like, oh, 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 did you hear that? And so, you know, that was back then when everyone thought every single aspect of life was getting infiltrated by Islamic radical terrorists. But um so, you know, stuff like that is more negative because it's, it's giving people a, per, a negative perception of a religion and, a, and, and as well as ethnicities. But in cases like this, it's kind of a pointless hoax. Like, okay, so people believe that there's these crazy things going on with suicide instructions and this Momo monster. That's not happening. But, again, is it a bad thing that it gets people off off the computer all the time? I don't know if that's a bad thing. It's dumb to believe, yeah. it's dumb to believe in hoaxes, but sometimes the end result isn't the worst either.
2: Yeah, it's like, is there really any physical harm being done? I, I think we can all remember a time as a child that kind of almost scarred us. Right. My, uh, my like like watching a movie or what, whether it was a picture or one of these challenge, MoMo challenges things. Right. My version would be uh, the one, whatever the girl's name is, from The Ring.
1: Oh, um, yeah. yeah.
2: Oh, that haunted me for years. So it almost, it's not a terrible thing. Obviously, it can scare the kids, but it's almost like a form of, like you you mentioned psychology, like a form of classical conditioning, right? Yeah. Like, see hey, this thing, and next time they go on YouTube, they're going to think of that. And maybe that'll, you know, discourage them from using the internet so much. And ultimately, that could be a good thing. So yeah. I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt. I don't think it's such a tragic, you know, such a terrible thing.
1: Uh, yeah, it it does. Uh, one last yeah no, Thanks. I I agree, Jimmy. One last thing I want to mention though, it does annoy me when I see people people that know better spreading these ridiculous. They'll be like, oh, did you hear that? If you share this post, Facebook is gonna donate blah blah. It's oh, like, oh know. come on, like that. that on how do people fall for that kind of stuff? Like, I mean, I don't know that that's just annoying. Or like, <laughs> like
0: the uh, the chain ones. Yeah, where, where they're like. <laughs> Forward this to ten of your friends, or else uh, the love of your life will die tonight. Yeah, yeah it's ridiculous stuff. Yeah. As
2: time goes on, it just gets more and more cheesy, and you just avoid it more. And right. Right. More. So maybe it's not a bad thing that we're exposed to that more. You know, we realize the BS and right. move forward in everyday life and focus on things that matter. This yeah. will fade away in two weeks.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. And and you mentioned another thing too, though. We start realizing more and more when something's phony online. And that's also a positive because I'm not trying to pick on older people, but there's a certain generation uh, that falls for this a lot. And it's just because they weren't raised like we were, even how me and Dan were, where we weren't exactly raised from start to, you know, from our little childhood. But, you know, once we were teenagers, it was pretty mainstream. And... Uh, even for us though we underst- we catch on right away we all caught on this generation caught on your generation our generation caught on that oh there's a lot of phony stuff on online you know let's not fall and believe every single thing we read. That's something that older people still have trouble believing And so anyways like you said th- you know this kind of stuff it just further enforces our ability to weed out phony stuff we find online. so that's another positive that I could see coming out of this Mm
2: -hmm. but yeah like you said um it's gonna fade out
1: oh of course and then and then the next challenge hoax is gonna come up
2: whether it's the vans (laughs) challenge flipping over your pairs of vans yeah
1: yeah i have seen that yeah (laughs) remember when the water bottle thing was
2: water uh, bottle flipping yeah vans Sometimes I hate the internet. Sometimes yeah, I hate it's, some generation. it's
1: really annoying. It is extremely annoying, I'll say that.
2: But, well, good topic, Jordan. That's what's
0: happening, guys.
2: That's what's happening, the Momo challenge.
0: The Momo's going to get you. Uh, so, speaking of uh, hoaxes and things that uh, people say that are real, that may or may not be real, uh, our top five this week is... Uh, our top five folk monsters.
1: Ooh, That's interesting. Yeah,
0: Jordan, this is your topic. This is what you want to roll with. This so. is
1: what I want to do. Should I go first? Sure. All right, top five folk monsters. I love crypt- cryptozoology and everything that has to do with unknown creatures. So just going to throw that out there. Uh, so I love this kind of stuff. So it's hard for me to narrow down my top five, and I don't know if this is exactly a good An accurate top five, but here we go. Godzilla. (laughs) Godzilla. Number five, the Loch Ness Monster I am still not convinced that it doesn't exist I, 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 oh God, I, God. I it's, it's just one of those things where <coughs> when you were a kid you heard stuff and it just will never leave your mind I just believe that, why couldn't there be a serpent in the water? I don't know
0: What is it, a brontosaurus that never I, went extinct I, that's living underwater? Well
1: right, that's where the illogic nature of this belief goes into, I don't know it's fascinating it's to me. It's fascinating to me. alligator,
2: exists, alligator the dinosaurs. Why can't the Loch Ness Monster exist? Exactly.
1: So that's number five. Now, number four, this one just creeps me out really bad. It's the Mothman. So this is a monster. So supposedly when people see it, when people see the Mothman, and a creepy aspect of it is it has red eyes that glow. That's terrifying to me. Um, bad things are going to happen. So there was a bridge that collapsed in New Jersey. I believe it was New Jersey in like the 70s. And before the bridge collapsed, multiple people reported seeing the Mothman monster. So there's an example of something where, you know, like people are putting two and two together and it causes panic. Um, the bridge really did collapse and people really did die on that bridge when it collapsed. So, you know, that's that's the idea, you know, that you see this creature and then something bad happens. Um, number oh uh, go on
2: sorry the mothman um big big mothman fan over here to say the least i've done my fair share of uh research and watching tv shows there you go nerd so it's actually in point pleasant west virginia oh that's what
1: it was my bad i apologize yeah Yeah.
2: and it was like one of the crazy it's like the most uh tragic event ever happened in that city i believe some other things happened and uh, they all, like, they all say, all the witnesses say they saw something with red eyes or some, you know, some person. I don't know. It's creepy to think about, though. Yeah. They made a movie on it, too, I believe. What's it called? Uh, there's Maul- been I, Maul- th- I, feel, I feel
1: like there's been a couple movies. But, yeah, there was one, like, bigger budget movie. Ant-Man. Yeah.
2: Mothman Prophecies, that's what it was called.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Solid movie, to be honest, but... Only fifty-two percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but anyways, that's besides the point. That's pretty typical, <laughs> type of.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah, that's that's number uh, four for me. Um, okay, so number three, this is is La Jorona. So this is a Mexican oh, folklore. Uh, basically, the story is a lady drowned her kids, because um, she got angry at them, and then so I guess she like snapped or whatever. And then, um, and so they ended up obviously there, so they're dead and she doesn't have them anymore. And the story is that she now cries. So La Girona means the, the crying woman. And so the, the, the full story is she's, she is usually seen around rivers where you know, to find him cause she drowned him and, and she like wails in the night. And so you hear this creepy wailing and, and it's her and you better watch out because the idea is that. Uh, Misfortune and and bad things happen to people who hear it or who see her. So if you happen to glance at if you happen to catch her, catch a sight of her. So it's kind of, you know, it brings bad luck to hear it or see her. So, you know, that's where the spooky part comes in. Um, I just, as a kid, when I heard this, it just scared me so bad. I don't know why. I don't know. There's just something about that that just scares me really bad. Uh, Number three, (laughs) number two is another, I guess I'll say Hispanic monster. It's the Kakui, El Kakui. Yeah. Um, so we this is essentially the Mexican boogeyman or the I should say his I guess it's Mexican is from what I understand. Uh, it's basically the Mexican boogeyman. So same idea as the American one, but this is the <laughs> this is the Mexican one and it's called El cukui. Uh, parents use this monster to scare children into behaving. So, like, you know, my dad would always be like, you know, you got to go to bed, and he'd be like, hey, if you don't listen to me and go to bed, the cuckoo is going to get you. And we're like, oh. You know, it's just like my grandpa would always say this too. He'd always be like, el kukui. And he would go like that <laughs> in the night and scare us so bad as kids. So, anyways, this is a weird Mexican thing. Does it still scare you? Nope. This does not scare me anymore. I don't believe you. No not the Kakuie. Oh, really? Yep, that's so funny. That's interesting. And number one for me, Bigfoot. Everything about Bigfoot I like. Yeti I, I, Yetis too. Yetis are up there too. So I love everything about Isn't it. Isn't Bigfoot a Yeti? Well, Bigfoot is the American version. There's multiple ape um, there's multiple ape creatures in throughout the world. Yetis the Himalayan version. Oh, the Himalayan. Like he said, lives in the Himalayas.
0: Yeah, now. this, this is way off my radar.
1: <laughs> yeah, cool. Bigfoot, uh, also known as what Sasquatch. He's, he's got a couple other. Names. Did you just say yeah, Sasquatch?
0: Sasquatch? Whatever his name is.
1: Sasquatch. Sasquatch. What? I. I don't. Sasquatch. I, I call him Bigfoot. Whatever. <laughs> Anyways, um, Jimmy, have you? What, Jimmy, how do you say
0: that word?
2: Sasquatch.
1: Oh, I, I always, I always thought it. Was Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Yeah. Or if you're, has anyone here, has any, has anyone here ever seen Sasquatch. Trailer Park Boys? Oh uh, yes, but I. Don't. <laughs> Do you remember how Bubbles would call it a Sam Squatch?
0: Nope, never saw that episode. Never mind. <laughs> yep. Anyways, All number right. one, Bigfoot. All right. Who's, Who's up next? next? Me? Let, let me go next because I'm gonna fly through mine. All right, go. All right, uh, number five, the majestic Griffin. I don't know why, but I just, I. if you were to show me a picture of it, I would know what it was. I don't know what he does. I don't know where he comes from, but hey, he's on there. Number four, I just added this, and I don't know if this is really one, and I don't know if you guys have heard of this the chupacabra. Of
1: course I've heard of this. What? I'm Mexican. Oh, oh, yeah. oh it's, it's Mexican? It's a I don't mexi- know. It means goat sucker. Sure, it's like no. That's what that means.
0: I know, as I've seen pictures of him, and he's creepy, he's freaky. Oh yeah, he looks like uh, he looks like a Demogorgon almost. Yeah, like from Stranger oh, Things. Yeah.
1: So this originates from it's vampire bats that that <coughs> so Mexican farmers would see the bite marks. Yeah, but they claim that it wasn't vampire bats; it was actually el chupacabra. La chupacabra. Wouldn't it be La chupacabra? Because uh, it, yeah, La chupacabra. So is so is it a female? No, it's just that just. It's just a feminine and la-
0: final word, or, or the final letter is feminine. Uh, all right, number three for me, the Kraken. It's that big thing in the sea that, like, that Pirates of the Caribbean portrayed. That would like, oh, I know what the Kraken is. That would like sink ships and all that. Would like grab it. it's like the giant octopus. The Kraken thing, yeah. It's also a rum. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, number two for me, also Bigfoot. And then number one. Uh Number one is a Cleveland Brown Super Bowl. (laughs) That's (laughs) I see why you held this now. But (laughs) but because people still think that these folklore things are real. So I think that just because we haven't seen a Cleveland Brown Super Bowl championship doesn't mean it's not out there somewhere. (laughs) And I think the day of reckoning is nigh. The
1: day I don't know, man. I feel like you have a better chance of seeing the Loch Ness Monster
0: than that. Wow. You're a jerk. You knew I was going to make fun of the Browns. Yeah, whatever. It's all right. <laughs> oh, man. they got the same amount of playoff wins as the Texans in the last,
1: like, 20 years. That's not true. We've actually won, like, three or four games. You guys have won, like, one. Oh,
0: whatever. It's all right. That changes <laughs> this year. <laughs> yeah. Super Bowl. Super Browns, yeah. All That's right. my top five. Okay. Hummus. All
2: right, gentlemen. All right. All right. I'm happy Let's give a top gentlemen. five, eh? I'm ready to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Let's right. go. Number five. See, some of mine aren't really. I don't know. Let's just get into it. Okay. Number five. Werewolves. So. I
1: oh, guess good one. one.
2: Yeah, werewolf. I'm surprised nobody said this. Wow,
1: um, I've loved forgot. all
2: the movies. Whether it was like the first one, whenever it came out, like the 30s, 40s. Harry uh, Potter. There was one with Benicio del Toro it came out in the early Ooh,
1: 2000s. I remember that being actually pretty
0: good.
2: It was really good. Harry yeah.
0: Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban.
2: Yep, that too. Yep. Can't go wrong with the werewolf. But uh, my like first. Uh, 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 was
0: Twilight. One
2: <laughs> but yeah, when I saw like one of those movies as a kid. <laughs> Uh, at night, like you know, I would always go to my friend's house or whatever, and I had to walk home. I, or if I didn't have a bike, it'd be kind of a far walk. And it's really dark and spooky out, a lot of trees around. And I just imagined a werewolf like chasing after me or something. So, it always freaked me out as a kid. But so spooky no in
0: Strongsville. It's always
1: right. that's scary. So that's the scary uh, one.
2: Four? Dracula, who was actually a real person, but uh, I guess like <clears> vampires <throat> in general um the whole like transylvanian vibe that's like someplace i'd love to go see like dracula's castle definitely look up some pictures yeah really cool.
0: um, are these folklore yeah, monsters though person. yeah but i, th- I thought you said because it's like a movie
1: dan there are some movies that have folklore monsters in them but these are originated in folk they're not originated yeah. in a movie
2: yeah, like his name was literally Vlad the Impaler. He was a ruler in uh, Romania and he killed like just millions and millions. Millions? People.
1: That's, I don't know if he killed <laughs> millions.
2: Not, okay, well, he killed a lot of people.
1: <laughs> that sure. would be like, that would put him on like maybe, maybe Hitler maybe thousand, level. Thousands.
2: Maybe thousands
1: of people. <laughs> thousands sounds more right.
2: Thousands for sure. Uh, but yeah, and, and he was known for like drinking his victims' blood and um, not bloods, <laughs> not, not plural, blood.
1: Their bloods. Oh, so I didn't realize he was actually like a terror. I didn't know that. I see. I didn't know the background of him. That's interesting. And
2: the thing is, he had like a Catholic background. Like he did all this for God per se. yet he Oh, one did of those terrible things. So it's a really messed up history. But Dracula's number four. Uh, number three, the Irish banshee had a you know. Sounds oh. like me on St. Paddy's Day. Theme in here. What's that?
0: So that sounds like me on St. Paddy's Day.
2: Irish banshee, yeah. Well, this uh, this thing actually screams and cries and stuff.
0: Yep. So that's me on St. Patrick's. That's name. that's, that's creepy. Sounds like
2: you. I'm Just kidding. So it's a female Irish spirit uh, who heralds the death of a family member, usually by wailing, shrieking, or keening.
0: Hmm.
2: That's kind of funny, but yeah. So Interesting. So I think it's again, if you like see it, it's like bad luck. Uh oh. So that's another really creepy. So that's where they get the
1: idea, like you you cry like a banshee or scream like a banshee. Yeah. Or, okay, yeah. Mhm.
2: So look up pictures. Definitely, uh, might give you some nightmares, Jordan. Uh, number two, Spooky. the Loch Ness monster, but also Bessie, which is Lake Erie's own monster. I don't know if you've heard of this. Oh
1: Have you no! Heard of yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I always thought that was a cool thing. I was fascinated with the Loch Ness monster growing up as a kid. Always creeped out because I always grew up around water. So well,
1: yeah, the Lake Erie monster is actually uh, a lot of Native Americans would would speak of a monster in the lakes too. So
2: I always just found that fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how much I don't know, especially Lake Erie being all dark and murky and gross.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, it's it's an inter- it's an around? interesting if you study that it's actually very fascinating
2: the Lake Erie monster. Absolutely, and uh, number one which was actually a real thing, but considered to be out there by many still. The Megalodon.
1: Oh, no, that's real. That's Yeah, there's bones of him or whatever, right? Fossils. Yeah, but,
2: but is it still real? Do you think oh, so?
1: oh, is it still real? Yeah, I don't know about, I don't know about that.
2: But. I don't know about that, but that'd be terrifying, wouldn't it? Oh, my word,
1: imagine. Like, there's a great white shark this that big. That'd be so scary.
2: It's terrifying. And I just remember seeing like the first picture of it i didn't know it was real i was scared. i was always scared of sharks and then i saw this thing which is like 100 times the size of a regular oh shark. yeah it's was, huge i'm not not going in the ocean anymore not going on any cruises because it's the size of a cruise ship so
1: right right you basically just if you want to avoid the megalodon you just shouldn't go in the water
2: But that's my top five yeah. good
0: stuff guys yeah Okay. Great. So that's our what's happening. That's our top five. <clears throat> let's uh let's get into some Cleveland topics, right? Since, you know, we're the all things Cleveland podcast. Maybe we'll see one of these folklore <laughs> monsters in Cleveland. Who knows? Oh yeah, they're like I said, Lake Erie monster. I highly doubt doubt it because none of these things are real. But anyway, uh, that's, that's what you say. That's that's what yeah. I know. Fact. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's talk about some sports. Cleveland sports. Crazy, crazy stuff going on, uh, on the Twitterverse, uh, the last like 48 hours. Uh, have you guys been following like all these crazy rumors with the Browns the last day or so? Uh,
1: so yes, I saw last night there was some crazy stuff going on.
2: Yeah, I don't know the, like fine details of who who we, uh, who we would trade. But I see that we released Jamie Collins, and I see that uh, Duke Johnson might be off the table, or we might be getting rid of him too, but I don't know. I don't know how I feel about all this. It's just rumors. Just talk.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. <clears throat> it's just rumors yeah. and, Sorry. and innuendo. Um. So the Browns have like the second or third most cap space in the league. And everybody knows that the Browns are going to be aggressive in free agency this year. Maybe not so much as they were last year. Last year they made like three trades. Like the day before free agency started. Uh, They traded for Tyrod Taylor. They traded for Jarvis Landry. uh, And they traded for... Or they signed Carlos Hyde. Mm -hmm. Um, They signed a bunch of other players. But uh, this year... Last year was all about kind of upgrading the roster to the point where they could be competitive. Now, tack that on to the fact they hit a home run on the quarterback, which has kind of enhanced everything. This year, the foundation is in place, so now the Browns can go big game hunting. And the name that has been bountied about the last 24, uh, 48 hours on Twitter... Radio shows in Cleveland is Odell Beckham Jr. which OBJ like to me would be like literally insane. I I tweeted yesterday that if the rumors about the Browns are true, that might pass out.
1: So, here's my question to you. Is that is that what could help the Browns win the division? Or do you think I mean, I'm sure they'll do other moves, but I know that'd be obviously a- awesome. Like, you wouldn't be mad if you got OBJ. No. Especially with Baker. Wow. Right. I could imagine that's a good combo right there. Uh, is that the most important thing that – I shouldn't say important. Is that – would that re- – I guess, no. Let's go back to my original question. Do you think something like that could get them over the the, the hill – so that their offense can really become more explosive and they could, you know, potentially win the division this year.
0: Uh short answer, yes. Uh the offense, yeah, the off, the Browns assuming everything works out with Kareem Hunt and he comes back, the Browns might the Browns next year might have the best offense in football. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean if you look I at it. it, I mean assuming Baker doesn't have a sophomore slump season, which could happen, you know, we don't know. He was great last year, but, you know, we don't know. Sometimes players in their second year take a step back mm-hmm. before they take two steps forward in their third year. So, um, but let's say he continues on his on an ascending trajectory. So next year he's better than he was this year. Or last year. He's better this year than he is, yeah, was yeah, last year. I knew, I knew what you, um, you have... As receivers, you have OBJ, Jarvis Landry, Antonio Calloway, Rashard Higgins, uh, Rashard Perriman if he comes back, which I think if, if, the, if the Browns do, if these rumors are true and the Browns somehow, some way trade for Aldo Beckham Jr., they're not going to bring Perriman back. Um, then your running backs, you have Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Like You have the potential to have two of the best five running backs in football. Uh, you have a still developing and still developing receiving tight end who has mountains of upside and david and joku you have still a pretty decent offensive line now if that now if the if the pieces in this rumored trade offer or whatever are right uh the browns would be trading away kevin zeitler which is one of their starting guards which would hurt but they drafted austin corbett with the first pick in the second round last year who could slide right in I don't know if he'd be as good as Zeidler right away, but you know, whatever. So, to me, you have the makings of potentially the best offensive football. Now, do I think? I think you asked me, is that like like the Browns' like biggest need overall to get them over the top? I say no. Um, I think the Browns need to shore up their front seven. I think they need more depth on the defensive line. Okay. Uh, they probably need two starters at linebacker. They just got rid of Jamie Collins, and as much of a fan favorite as he is, I think Christian Kirksey could be let go too. Um, he, he he can't stay healthy, and I don't know if he's a scheme fit uh, with the new coaching staff. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, there's a couple names out there that would be incredible if the Browns got, but, you know, we'll see. So the the really interesting part of us recording this tonight on a Thursday night is if you go back to last year, the Friday before free agency in the new league year started is when all these moves started happening. So the Friday before free agency last year is when you saw the Browns trade for Tyrod Taylor, trade for Jarvis Landry, uh, agree in principle with a couple of free agents that they signed. So if something big is going to happen – chances are it might happen tomorrow. So, well, when you're listening to this, it'll be Friday. So today, I guess. But it's really really interesting. Now, there have been some stuff to come out today like some national pundits doing interview like local Cleveland radio station interviews that have kind of thrown water on this. Okay. And I think that's strategic by the teams if they are talking, because they don't want uh, they don't want all this out there, especially the Browns. If you look at John Dorsey's track record, even just when he's been with the Browns the last year, uh, we had no idea the Browns were going to trade for Tyrod Taylor. We had no idea the Browns are going to trade for Jarvis Landry. Um, we had. You know, we had – usually when a team has the first overall pick, about a week before you kind of think, okay, yeah, this is who they're going to take. Like, we didn't start hearing reports about uh, Browns taking Baker until the day of. So, John Dorsey plays things very close to the vest. So, I'm thinking all these leaks that have come out have come out from the New York Giants side of things. Uh, and I think today, the kind of like the cold water being thrown on the fire, the wet blanket, is kind of the Browns mm-hmm. feeding info to reporters saying, hey, you know, let's pump the brakes on this a little bit. But I, I do think they're talking. Do I think a tra- – like, so this kind of leads into our poll of the week mm-hmm. this week. Uh, do you believe the Browns' rumors with everything that's been going on in the past 48 hours? Uh, what do you what do you guys think? Do you guys believe like all this stuff? Like a, like say say it's not Odell Beckham. Say yeah. that's a total smokescreen. But it's another big. But blurb. nobody nobody has actually officially come out and said it's Odell Beckham. It's all hey, there's a lot of smoke coming out of Berea. Like the Browns are cooking on something big. Like the Browns are trying to do something bold. Like nobody has officially said like yeah the Browns are trying to trade for Odell Beckham Jr. That's the assumption mm-hmm. because of. Uh, the link that OBJ has to the Browns right. He's good friends with Baker He's best friends with Jarvis Landry They played in college together The Browns receivers coach was Beckham and Landry's receivers coach at LSU In college uh, And he, he uh, OBJ is also tight with a couple other Browns players But do you Do you believe that the Browns are cooking on something big?
1: So I'm gonna jump right in and say if you would have asked me this last year or two years ago, before this really positive and uh, <coughs> uplifting season the Browns had, I would have said eh, maybe not. Uh, but this year really showed that the Browns are a real team and they're building something special. Um, they broke a whole bunch of boogeymen that they had to kill off this year, a whole bunch of curses as you if you must. Uh, Records are broken. Baker Mayfield looks like he is the franchise quarterback, blah, blah, blah. That being said, OBJ is in a terrible New York Giants team right now. I mean, Eli's a shell of what he used to be, a husk of what he used to be. Um, So whether or not it is OBJ or somebody else, yeah, I don't see why this wouldn't be true. I don't see... Why the Browns couldn't attract that talent and why they couldn't get it done. I mean, they have cap
0: space, certainly, right, uh, Dan? Yeah, yeah. They so have. they have... They have uh, with releasing Jamie Collins, they have about yeah. $90 million. So
1: they have, they, have stuff, they have money, yeah. and they are hungry, and Dorsey has made it pretty clear, I think, that he's not going to you know, goof around and not take this seriously. So right. is it OBJ? Why not? I don't know. I yep. mean, I, I don't know, but I think it could be someone of that caliber and that, of that, you know, I think it, I think, it, I
0: think there's no reason to believe why it couldn't happen. I, I do think that's the fence that they're swinging for. I, I, I think they are talking to the, to the Giants. Um. You know, I, who knows if the Giants are going to trade them? It, it's, I, I could, I could talk for half an hour about like the intricacies of the salary cap and how it works and why it wouldn't make really make sense for the Giants to trade OBJ. Mm-hmm. Um, they would take an enormous cap hit this year if they traded him because they just signed him to a long-term extension last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'd have to go into what what they're looking for in return and what the Browns, you know, it, it's it's a complicated process. Like, I, I, I truly think that the Browns and the Giants have been talking about this, and I think they've probably been talking about it for a while. Um, it's, it's just a matter of whether... The Browns can offer enough. Uh, the other thing the Giants have to consider is, I mean, they would essentially be trading away their best player. Oh yeah. So it'd be a pretty big PR hit for them, for a team that, like, they're in New York. Like, it's not like this is, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Bucks trading. Right, right. right. You know? <laughs> yeah. So it's it's like the Giants. Are all are already a rebuilding franchise and you're gonna trade away your best player who's who's still young, like OBJ's twenty five. Right. It's not like he's right. it's not like you're trying to rebuild a franchise and you're trying to get rid of all the older older players who cost a lot of money. Like OBJ is just going into the prime of his career. Right. So that's another thing that the Giants have to weigh. So I you know, I don't know. I when this first broke, like all this stuff that came out about this I think it was two days ago. Mm-hmm. I was like starting to freak out, like "Holy crap, is this going to happen?" Like, mm-hmm. you started thinking about like what I just said about uh, Beckham being tight with Baker, being right. tight with Jarvis, like the wide receivers coach, like all this stuff, whatever. But then I started thinking about it from the Jets, the Giants, the Jets, the Giants' perspective, and I'm like, man, I just, uh, I can't really see the Giants trading him. I don't know. Right, that's why I I believe I voted no,
1: but I meant yeah. it literally for OBJ. Yeah. Like as far as a big trade rumor, I think they are going to do some big moves. I just yeah. don't know if it's going to be OBJ.
0: Yeah, so uh, th- there are other moves out there to be had. Um but the way that just social media erupted yesterday mm-hmm. and 40 48 the past 48 hours really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um you know there are some other big moves they can make. Like I said, that they need to sign linebackers. C.J. Mosley was not franchise tagged by Baltimore. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great player for the Browns to go get. But that's not that type of signing is not going to create you know reporters all over the country who cover football saying the Browns are working on something huge. Right. Um, you know D. Ford, who's the who's the uh, defensive end linebacker from the from the Chiefs, who John Dorsey has a connection with. He drafted him when he was in Kansas City. That would be big, but that's not a move worthy of people talking about it like at that great length. So I think you know the thing that everybody's talking about on social media is uh, Odell Beckham, and it's interesting because you saw like Browns players tweeting about this. Uh, you saw Odell Beckham yesterday tweet about. Uh, He, You know, last week we did our top five favorite emojis. Right. He tweeted crying laughing emoji and the zip across the lips emoji, like not saying anything. Yeah, yeah. Like when all this started coming down, he's fueling, he's feeding into the fire. Right. And then he had a super cryptic uh, Instagram post right before we started recording. Okay. I'll just read the caption a little bit. It says, oftentimes in my life I found myself worrying about tomorrow. Or my future, instead of living in every single moment. So I just want to take a moment and thank God for where I'm at today because tomorrow's never promised. I'm just grateful for the opportunity he's given me so far and even more thankful for wherever he's taking me. I'm following your lead. Hashtag stay tuned. Like, <laughs> big, and a bunch of players uh, commented on that. Um, you know, Jarvis Landry commented on that. Saquon Barkley, who is teammate, Right, right. He he commented saying this this is crazy with a uh smoke coming out of the nostrils like he's pissed off. Oh so some wow. people took that okay. as, yeah, yeah. as Saquon knows he's leaving. Wow. This is crazy. It's it's wild. I mean it doesn't this the, definitely points to that direction, right? The uh the, the Bovada Vegas uh odds on where uh Odell's gonna play next year. Um obviously the Giants are still the overwhelming favorite, but the Browns went from, like, plus 500 to plus 250 overnight last night, which is a huge jump. Now, who knows? It's You would think Vegas would have to know something to change the odds like that. Yeah. But it's just that sort of stuff, man. And right. it's just there's a lot of smoke. There's a lot of smoke about this. So who knows? Like I said, I think they're negotiating right now. I think the Browns are trying to trade for them. But – it takes two to tango. So, are the Giants really willing to let him go?
1: So, my question to you then, before we move on, is: Do you? How soon do you think we'll have an answer?
0: Regardless? I think it could happen tomorrow. Okay. Like I said, like I said, last year at this time. So the new the new league year, what they say, and free agency starts next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but teams can make trades. Sure. So last year, the Friday before free agency and all that started, was when the Browns made those big trades. Yeah. So I think it could happen tomorrow. Who knows? But, you yeah, like I said, it takes two to tango. So the Browns have to. Uh, the Browns have to, uh, you know, figure it out. Mm-hmm. So. Yes, sir. Jimmy, what do you think about all this?
2: Well. I mean, as you said, it's uh, a lot of it's buzz right now. but there are some legitimate sources kind of confirming the buzz. But uh kind of what Jordan said earlier as well. If you would have told me that this was going to happen last year at this time, yeah, I would said you're out of your mind. So, like, who, right. who's to say that this won't happen?
0: Well, tomorrow I, or the next yeah, day. Yeah, I, I just think it's the... like there's no. No, go ahead. You can't sorry.
2: Really tell. Uh, yeah, all you can be is optimistic, but um. So, even if Odell does come here for whatever reason, like obviously that's great and all. Yeah. But you, like you got to hope, you know, three big personalities at Baker, OBJ, and Jarvis, uh, and, and a new head coach in Freddie Kitchens who doesn't really have any head coach experience. You just hope that there's no personality takeover. There's no right. uh, argument or confliction between the three. So, that's just something to think about moving forward if the trade, yeah. if it does happen.
0: Yeah. You know, I. Maybe that that's a that's a really good point um i I do think that for beckham uh if if he's not going to be in new york i think being in cleveland uh for the environment purposes is the best place for him uh like i said like him and jarvis went to college together played together they're best friends uh their position coach their wide receivers coach is the browns wide receivers coach so there's the familiarity there so he wouldn't be going to a place where he didn't know anybody and you know um you know he would just immediately try and take over. Like he, he'd be tight with, uh, you know the major players on that team already. So I think the Browns would be a really good spot for him. Uh, I just you know you got you guys both talked about how if this was happening last year or the year before how you would say no way. It's just different now. I mean, people like players want to play with Baker, especially offensive players. Like, right. I think that the NFL like, this, that's
1: not to cut you off but I think the NFL is very much a league where if you have a really good quarterback players will flock to will want to flock to that team you know oh right and and it, you know it, it's it, it really it's in the same way with soccer like if you have a great midfield you get strikers that yeah. really want to go to a certain team because they know they can get the ball and in football especially you have a great quarterback suddenly all these players want to play there because they know that their jobs are yeah. going to be a little easier.
0: And not to, not, to, not to sound corny or anything right now, the Browns are swaggy right now, man.
1: No, they are. They, are, they have a lot of cool players.
0: They got some swag yeah. to them. Yeah. No, so, they do. sorry to interrupt, boys, but uh, speaking of
2: swaggy, Uh-oh. Odell just posted two videos on Twitter 24 minutes ago. One is of the Joker, like Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. And scenes of Odell with, like, the Joker gloves he's wearing. Yeah. And then he also yeah. posts, like, a highlight video of himself that's a minute long. Yeah. So I don't know what he's trying to say. Maybe he's just, you know, being Odell. But I've right. heard how he posts that. So, so that's
0: you know. the uh, that's the that's the post on Instagram that I actually just read the caption from. Oh, okay. So like, if you if you click on that link, it'll take you to his Instagram or whatever. Yeah. And uh, it that that caption will come up, and you can see if you click on the comment section, you can see all the like current like players, because all the verified accounts show up first on the comments. Yeah. So you can see all the players uh, that commented on it. It's just, it's just, it's interesting. Like, like he's posting something about that now.
2: Almost looks like a farewell video. Yeah. The, the right. One kind of... Yeah. Almost looks like a farewell tribute or something. I don't
0: know. Yeah.
2: For sure.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's yeah, it's it, it's it's really interesting. That's for sure. Um, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. We'll see. It's, it's too, like, like this, to me, it's not a coincidence that all this stuff's posting now, but we'll see. We could, I mean, we could hear something tomorrow. We don't know. Who knows? But, uh, I definitely think there's something there for sure. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like I was saying, like the Browns, so free agency starts next week and the Browns have a ton of money. So I I look for, you know, if they're able to make this deal happen, obviously that's going to be the biggest splash. But uh, I look for them to fortify their uh, defensive line, their linebacking core. Maybe their secondary a little bit with a corner or two. Um, But I definitely think the focus on on free agency and the draft is going to be on the defensive side of the ball for sure. So we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to expect. We'll see. But, yeah. Yee. Uh Just a couple real quick things. Uh, on the Cavs, they, can, they continue to play better. Uh, I don't know. I've pretty much given up any hope on landing that number one pick now. I mean, who knows? It's still a lottery. They still, I guess, have a really good chance of getting it compared to the other teams, but... I'm actually, like, last week I, I was, like, pissed that they were winning and playing better. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually, like, kind of okay with them playing better. They're not a complete embarrassment yeah. anymore. So It's something, you know. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Love is back to playing, like, a perennial all-star. I, mean, I think he's averaging, like, 20, 24 and 12, like, since he's come back. Um, Colin Sexton's been playing a lot better recently. Uh, my boy, Chetty, is Yo playing boy. a lot better. So, you know, they're playing out the string here. Obviously, they got nothing to play for but pride, and they're trying to develop some young players. But, you know, we'll see what happens. I guess I'm kind of ambivalent about someone it. Say Chetty
2: season? What? Did someone say Chetty season?
0: Oh, I said I'm Chetty <laughs> season all day, buddy. <laughs> That's right. The legend grows. Um, and then the Indians... Uh, you know they're still they're still an enigma to me. I don't know what to you know. Who knows? Who knows what to make of them? They're gonna have the, they're gonna have probably the best starting pitching in baseball, but are they gonna be able to score any runs? It's kind of what we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, it was interesting. Somebody said on uh, local sports talk today <laughs> that the Indians' fifth starter, Shane Bieber would probably be the opening day starter for any other team in the central division. Yeah. In the, in the Indians division, which is hilarious because he's the fifth starter on the Indians. So it's going to be a lot of low scoring games over there at progressive field this year, but should be fun. Obviously I still think they're going to win the division. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, that's gonna, it's going to wrap up our, uh, sports talk for the week. Um, yeah, it's gonna be really exciting. Free agency, like I said, opens next week for the Browns. Who knows what's gonna happen tomorrow? Um, there could be some trades that go down. Not, not even. It could not be. Maybe not Browns related. I mean, just over the league. And uh, so that's definitely gonna be interesting to see. Um, you know what's going on. So, and I, 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 hope, I hope this Odell Beckham thing happens because a lot of people have. Stake their reputation on Twitter on this about the Browns doing something. You big. know that
1: that's the weird. So part nothing happens, me, like that, that's the weird part to me. How many like big writers are saying right? stuff like this? Like it's almost kind of yeah odd. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: So that's gonna do it for us for sports. Uh, just a quick review. Uh, you know we've we've reviewed Barrio obviously, and if you live in Cleveland, chances are you've been to Barrio, um, one of the locations. But I went on Tuesday. Fat Tuesday, uh, me and a couple friends. Shout out Kelly and Abe. Um, went, hung out with them, and uh, had some tacos. And uh, I had two of their special tacos for March. So I had the uh, uh, Fat Tuesday Po' Boy taco, which was a buffalo crawfish taco, which was incredible. Buffalo crawfish. Buffalo. It's like basically like they took crawfish meat and just yeah. like tossed it in buffalo. That sounds awesome. Yeah. And they had this uh, really cool, like, uh, chi- I don't know how you pronounce it, Chihuahua
1: or something. Chihuahua, Sauce.
0: yeah. Uh, Pico.
1: So it was kind of a fusion of, like, yeah. Louisiana oh, stuff yeah, yeah. and Mexican
0: stuff. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean, Fat Tuesday, Louisiana, you know, all that stuff, beignets and all that stuff. Um, and then I had their uh, – St. Patty's Day taco, oh. which was essentially a Reuben a taco. Okay. So it had like uh, shredded corned beef, Thousand Island dressing, um, sauerkraut. It had they had crumbled um, rye, like rye bread that was crumbled mm-hmm. up in there, and um, some sort of like cabbage, something like that or whatever. Yeah, but it was good. Like it was really okay. good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I had uh, a Pacifico on draft. Oh, a Pacifico, good stuff. Pacifico is, is pretty decent
1: Mexican beer. I like it. Yeah. Well, I was just going to
0: – I walked in there at the bar, and I just – I wanted just, like, a cheap beer or whatever. Yeah. So yeah. I asked for a Modelo. And then she's like, do you want basically the same thing and on but but on draft? I'm like, okay. Yeah. So I thought I was getting a Modelo on draft. But pa- they didn't have Modelo on draft. Yeah,
1: Pacifico. Pacifico is good.
0: Yeah. It's good. So – that's what I had. It's awesome. I think those are their March specials: the uh, Po' Boy Taco and the St. Patty's Day Taco. So mm-hmm. definitely get over there, try it that that
1: out. Po' Boy Taco sounds really good. It is really good. Yeah.
0: I think it was. I, I think they breaded the crawfish. Okay. Like it was like almost like it was deep yeah. fried crawfish. Um, the breading was a little interesting. It was kind of like almost like a little gritty. Probably had a lot of cornmeal in it. Yeah, but it was yeah, it, it was, was good. It was really good.
1: Interesting. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. So I would check it
0: out check it out i like that
2: all i heard was Modelo and i'm sold <laughs> you
0: okay. gotta wait 24 more shout days
2: to
0: shout out what i
1: didn't Stipe hear what it, yeah 80. what did you say
0: steve oh, oh yeah ufc yes well steve's a spokesperson for modello
2: yes sir he
0: has a sponsorship deal with them I think yeah. there's a
2: new spokesperson as well Right. That
0: I right. Oh, right. Steve, hate, yeah, that's right. Hey, <laughs> real quick, Jimmy, what the heck happened in that John Jones fight uh, last weekend? What happened? Yeah, didn't like, uh, uh, didn't they like something happen where uh, like somebody could have gotten disqualified, but he decided to keep fighting, or?
2: Yeah, John should have lost. Right. He should have gotten disqualified. He uh, so whenever there's a grounded opponent, opponent, meaning like his knees are down or his hands down. Uh, you, you can't knee or kick to the head. And Anthony Smith, the guy who he was facing, he was on his knees and like his hand was down. And John threw a, a knee to his head and hit him clean. Oh yeah. And he, he, that should have been a, a disqualification, and uh, Anthony should have won. But right. Anthony Smith's like a pretty stand-up guy, and he was fine. He wasn't knocked out or anything. Yeah. And John was deducted two points, and the ref her Dean was like, Anthony, you good? Like, uh, uh, can you not fight anymore? He said, No, nope, I'm fine. Like, keep going. Huh. So, like, no, I'm done. I'm done. I can't. It was who, illegal. I, I'm out of it. I like, end the fight. But yeah, he kept going, so. right.
0: Who ended up winning? John Jones John. Won. He okay. won. by decision. Yeah. Um, and then wasn't there a? Uh, didn't Robbie Lawler uh get knocked out? But he wasn't really knocked out.
2: Yeah. So he was fighting Ben Askren, who's new to the UFC. It was his very first fight. And he actually slammed Ben in like the first seconds of the opening round on his head he's beating him up i thought he was gonna get stopped but uh ben got his wits back and he actually got him in a bulldog choke mm-hmm. so he's basically just kind of like uh like you're giving somebody a noogie pretty much but you're just <laughs> clamping around yeah. their head and yeah squeezing and um he wasn't even under his neck but he's just squeezing his head and robbie was trying his robbie's hand was on top of his own head and you yeah. just see his arm fall so when that happens that indicates that the person's out cold pretty much that they want to sleep and that's what everybody thought happened
0: yeah so herb dean stopped the fight
2: yeah herb came over and he said like Robbie, are you good are you good and there was no response but if you actually look back at the video Robbie puts his thumb up
0: but that was
2: after herb intervened so people are saying that he was out for a little bit yeah before ref stepped in and kind of intervened like ben may have relaxed a little bit on the choke so he maybe came back awake right he i think he was out for a couple seconds at least because when you're getting choked like that, you don't have your arm palm. You try to fight the grip.
0: Right. So I good call. I saw I saw the video that uh that Dana posted uh like a day or two after where Robbie uh he got up, he's like he's like what like yelling at Herb Dean, he's like, what the hell are you doing? And uh uh he, he, immedi- he immediately was like like, apologetic about it towards Herb Dean. Herb Dean's like, Man, I thought you were out. And Robbie Lawler was like, Hey, man, it's okay. It's okay. You know, so he, I mean, he was classy about it.
2: I think Robbie kind of knew that he was out. Yeah. For a little bit because he wasn't so pissed. He was obviously upset at first, but yeah. Herb must have said, Hey, I saw your arm go limp. And Robbie's right. a veteran. He he should have known, you know, like, right. you don't do that if you're still awake. You try right. to fight the hands. Which right. You didn't.
0: So, and a ref like Herb Dean's not gonna make like an egregious mistake like that.
2: No, I mean, I mean they all do. I don't think it was an egregious mistake. I think he was just trying to protect Robbie. That's no, a no, nice, that, no, that, no, that. Like, that's what know, I mean. Like,
0: month? like he's not, gonna, go. he's not gonna, he's not gonna, he's not gonna stop the fight and say that he was out unless he legitimately, like, oh, yeah. he thought that he was out.
2: All the commentators thought Joe Rogan and whoever right. else, he was John Attic, the other guy, they were saying the same thing. Like, oh, his arm's, like, he's out, he's out, stop the fight, his arm went limp. Right. And you see Robbie pop right back up, so. Right. I don't know. They're, they're calling for a rematch. I don't think it will happen. Yeah. It shouldn't happen, but. Right. That's pretty much it. DC. You yeah. see, who knows when he'll fight Brock. Who knows when steep will Rid- fight. I just want the UFC to come back to Cleveland.
0: Freaking ridiculous, man. I not fight. Well, Brock's not fighting in the UFC until at least the summer. Yeah. Because because he has a match in WWE in April.
2: Really?
0: Yeah, he's he's fighting at WrestleMania. Right, he's fighting at WrestleMania. So I like I don't know. like I don't I don't know. It's so stupid like To me I I don't know. I whatever. I
2: it's not worth wasting your energy over. <laughs> I know it's
0: not going to happen. I just think I just think DC knows that Stipe would knock him out if they fought again, and he wants to have that one last uh, cash grab before he hangs it up with Brock.
2: Yeah, I think he'll actually have a couple more fights. I think he'll fight Brock and then John, and then maybe call it quits. But he has a couple fights left in him.
0: Yeah. Well, I think John. I think I think John's going to go up to heavyweight because John Jones says he wants to fight Brock, even though Dana says no.
2: Yeah, I think he'll only go up heavyweight for Brock. He wants to fight DC at light heavyweight.
0: Yeah. But, but I, don't, I don't But I don't think DC's cutting weight to get down to light heavyweight.
2: No. Uh, there's he's, no way. He walks around at like 265, yeah, 270. Yeah, I don't know how he cuts to 205. There's no way. Yeah. They're crazy. I don't know how he used to do
0: it. Um, all right. Well, yeah, we're going off the tracks here. I just, I, I thought it was interesting uh, how a couple of the UFC fights ended. Um, so. Appreciate that, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy's He's actually got a run, so we're going to finish up this episode, uh, Jordan, with uh, a couple of event previews. So, Yee. Uh, Jimmy, we'll catch you later. Um, awesome. We'll talk to you next week, brother. All right. See you, boys. Have See ya, way. Jimmy. All right, Jordan. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, what do we got? Uh,
1: so we're going to go through the St. Patrick's Day stuff again, but then yeah. I have something else. Actually, let me do the new thing first. So. All okay. right. The 43rd annual Cleveland film—I'm sorry—the 43rd Cleveland annual film festival is coming up soon. This is actually a really big deal. Um, it's going on from March 27th through April 7th at Tower City Cinemas. Uh, this is a really big event in Cleveland, and it's been going on for a long time. Um, upwards of 100,000 people attend usually. There's a usually 500 plus screenings. Um, In their own words, uh, I'm going to read a quote they have on their website. The Cleveland International Film Festival promotes artistically and culturally significant film arts through education and an exhibition to enrich the life of the community. In other words, we present the newest and best films from around the world, and we do everything in our power to make sure that our audience learns something along the way about other cultures, about the topic at hand, about the experience from the filmmakers themselves. Um, I've actually been to the film festival. It's pretty cool. Uh, I saw a movie on a journalist who had been plagiarizing for, for like, years. Um, it was a really interesting documentary. You really, It was one of those things where you had to see it at a film festival or you won't be able to see it anywhere else. So yeah. that's kind of what this is. So if there's, like, an art film or if there's, like, a, a topical film or a documentary or something. To, why is this? Or something like that. Um, the... Cleveland Film Festival International Film Festival is a great place to maybe catch one of those films yep Um, it's $14 for members $16 for non-members I'm going to be honest I did not study enough how many films that gets you or if that's just one or or what that covers Um, I do know you can get a day pass so if you just want to watch like movies all day um, there's more information at clevelandfilm.org of course we will add this link on the website um it's a very interesting event uh you another thing that's interesting is actors and directors will also be in attendance so perhaps there's an indie director or an indie actor or someone that you respect um keep an eye out read the website check you know follow their instagrams and stuff because a lot of times they will be there like the 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 show i saw the director was there and it was really cool we got to meet him and talk to him so um it's just a very unique and interesting thing. If you're into film or if you're into art, it's it's a good it's 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 a great event. So that's going on um, now. More back to uh, something that's coming up a lot sooner. Uh, St. Patrick's Day celebrations next um, Sunday. Next Sunday. So they're obviously Which can I say socks? because. It makes yeah, me not want to do anything. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not well, gonna take Monday off. Well, right, and I mean, last year was perfect because it was a Saturday. Yeah, it was right. absolutely perfect. So, um, I, I want to say this too. I last year was really the first year I've ever done anything for St. Patrick's Day. Mm-hmm. I do not. I don't really get it. I get it, but I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get that people take work off. I don't get that to like when it's on a weekday. But right. anyways. Um, so there's two main celebrations as I break it up in, in Cleveland. There's the downtown stuff, and then there's Camp's Corners, which Camp's Corners is intense. So, um, PJs. St. Patrick's Day, I'm going to burn through all the uh, the areas. The, the, the parade is the big attraction. Uh, Superior Avenue from East 18th Street to right around to East 3rd. It attracts up to 500,000 visitors. Um, I'm sure that number fluctuates based on weather and uh, the day of the week. Um, it's one of the largest parades in the country, yeah, and one of the largest celebrations in the country, yeah. which is really cool as well. Um, some bars I want to highlight: Flannery's Pub, City Tap, Harry Buffalo, The Heart, Parnell's Pub, Moriarty's Pub, The Flat Iron, Hoffer House, mm-hmm. Old Angle Tavern, Becky's. The, there's more. There's yeah. many more. These are the ones that I have been to and I'm familiar with. Uh, districts include. East 4th Street, the Stadium District, CSU Bars, The Flats, Ohio City slash West 25th Street, Lakewood, Gordon Square, Tremont, Case University Circle Bars. Uh, Now for Cam's Corners. This is probably the second biggest zone for St. Patrick's Day celebrations. I've noticed, and I think, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, it gets bigger at night, perhaps. Um, Yeah. I'm uh, sure, well, stuff goes on in the daytime too, but um, the big, the flagship is PJ McIntyre's uh, Pub, mm-hmm. um, great Irish bar, great food, very fun vibes. They usually have. Uh, well, I'm sorry. What's the name of the band that's normally there? Mary's Lane. They're uh, like a local Irish band, yeah. essentially,
0: like local um, Irish folk band.
1: They'll play anything from Mumford and Sons to Dropkick Murphys to yep. an old Irish folk song. They'll play
0: that, nin- um, Yeah, they'll play like 90s alternative songs. Yeah. Like you know, they'll play. Uh, and they're
1: really good. Really good, very very yeah. great band. Don't think of this as just your local cover band. They're a lot more than that. Yeah,
0: and this is like their Super Bowl. They take yeah. this like super mm-hmm. serious. Cool. Like I watched some YouTube videos uh, on them. They have a uh, they actually have like a short uh, YouTube documentary where they go through. I, I don't I don't remember what year it was, but they basically go through their entire day on uh, St. Patty's Day, and they're they're playing all over the place. Like they they go they play on like the Fox Eight News Morning Show and. You know, they'll play, like, uh, you know, smaller parades, like, on the east side. And then they'll come back and do um, St. Paddy's Day at uh, PJ's. Like, that's that's the big thing. Like, that's yeah. what I want to – like, Sunday, I'm, I'm probably going to try and do one thing on yeah. Sunday. And that's go see them for a little bit yeah. at PJ's. So Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, so that's the big one. Smedley's Bar, West Park Station, Farmore Cafe, The Public House. For some food options and coffee options, Peace Love and Little Donuts, Common Grounds Coffee Shop, and Working Class Brewery, uh, one of the more underrated breweries, by the way, in the city. I think uh, Working Class, really good beer. It throws people off that they're in a, a, a strip mall, which I will admit is very odd. Yeah. But that's also part of their aesthetic. They're trying to be that that local bar you come to after work. Yeah. And it's for the working class people. This is not a whole bunch of you know snob snobbery and stuff like that it's just a chill place to go get catch a beer uh anyways um so yeah that's the big st patrick's day celebrations there is of course other bars and other places that i'm sure are doing stuff um (coughs) these are the ones that we're familiar with and that we enjoy the most um so yeah uh that's that's a that's a wrap up of events coming up this week hopefully the weather holds up
0: and it's a good time people stay safe and all that cool yeah awesome for sure uh one last thing before we kind of uh check out for the night uh i wanted to give a quick shout out to saucy brew Works. uh we had we uh did an episode live there a few weeks ago but uh this past saturday i was able to go there with uh, uh a couple of friends from out of town and uh i know one of the um one of the guys is kind of in charge over there so we actually got to take a brewery tour like back behind the brewing facility which was awesome. Um, and got to try a couple beers that they that they're brewing right now that they haven't put out yet which are really good. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. I how
1: how, how big is their facility back there? It's medium sized.
0: Uh well, so um it's it's for for a uh I mean, I would still probably consider them a microbrewery. Sure. Um, it's pretty big. Uh, you know, we toured Hofbrauhaus. Yeah. It's bigger than that. Oh, not as big as Great Lakes. Like we toured Great Lakes. Well, Great Lakes is one of the, the, is one of the biggest. So, for sure. Um, um, but, so, um, they're actually going to be expanding down there in Ohio city. Uh, because a couple of the businesses that are in the same building as them are leaving. So they're going to be expanding their facility a little bit. Uh, and uh, they're actually opening up a brew pub in Columbus yeah, that they're building out right really
1: now. Yeah, cool. that's really cool. Which is which is
0: awesome because they're not even two years old yet. No, they've blown and, up. And they're starting regional distribution in North Carolina. Yeah, yeah. So.
1: Um, I mean, how cool is that? Like, when yeah. I heard the news about Columbus alone, so I just was in Columbus, so I got a little bit of a taste yeah. of how the brewery seems really cool out there, too. Yeah. This is awesome. So now we have platform. Did you go to any breweries down there Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I this went. is
0: actually a cool segue. Uh, next week, yeah. uh, we're going to be doing a Columbus-themed episode. That's uh, right. I forgot about that. Yeah. One of my one of my best friends from high school, Jordan Hoffman. Shout out, Jordan. going to be Jordan. Jordan's all over the place next Tons week here. Tons um, He's going to be coming on. He grew up in Cleveland but has uh, lived the last several years in Columbus. Uh, so it would be cool to uh, have him on the show and kind of get a Columbus vibe. Uh, we'll talk about the Columbus sports scene. He's he works, I think he still works at the uh, Blue Jackets practice facility. Um, so we'll get a uh, we'll get some Blue Jackets updates with him as we get closer to the NHL playoffs. Uh, we'll talk some crew. Um, I'm be, I'm becoming a big crew fan, so uh, we'll talk that. Uh, he'll give us some some re- reviews on some cool hot spots and places he likes yeah. to go in Columbus. So. Um, That'll be awesome. Did you go to any breweries when you were down in yes. Columbus?
1: I went to three. What were what were they? I went to Hoofhearted Brewery. Um, wow, I'm blanking out. It's one of the original breweries in Columbus, and I can't remember. The elevator? Name of it. No, it was it was a. I've been to right elevator. next. It was right next to Elevator. Okay, man, I can't remember the name of it. It's more of a restaurant, but it's a brewery. Okay, and it was it started in 1991. Um, and then I went to Land Grant Brewery. Now this was my favorite.
0: Is that Land, the one with the patio?
1: Well, they have a patio, yes, but I don't know what you mean by no, across the street uh, is Brew
0: Dog. No, that's huge. No, that, see, I uh, when I went to the USA Mexico game a couple yeah. years ago, we went to a couple breweries before the sure. game, and I I couldn't I couldn't remember the name of the one I went to. It was a really small one. It's not Land Grant because I know because I okay. Land looked, Grant isn't very big. I looked yeah, but I, I looked it up yesterday. And I looked it up on like Google Maps and stuff to see if it um, looked the same, and it's uh, it's not. Okay. But I can't remember the name of it. Well,
1: Land Grant is very soccer centric. Uh, I would, uh, I they almost seem like they're a soccer bar. From what I understand, they have a big group of Columbus Crew supporters that watch games there. Uh, right. They have beers that are named after um, Columbus Crew. Stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, And they're the ones with the trading cards. Remember when I told you when you get a flight, they give you a set of trading cards of their beer with, you know, whatever beer you got, you get a trading card for it. Okay. Really cool concept. Yeah. And if there's anything that uh, I like, it's collectors items and trading cards yeah. and stuff like that so yeah so we'll have fun talking about that next week for sure because especially Seventh sun was, oh, Seventh sun yeah. yeah i didn't go there but i yeah. know which one that is seven sun there, no. is like that's apparently one of their best
0: awesome um, yeah it's like apparently in the summertime one of their best. they have fire pits out front nice awesome yeah. patio they have a food truck there that's like it's like their food truck so it doesn't go anywhere but it's just okay. out it's, there on the patio food, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, so yeah, yeah
1: that will be a fun episode. But yeah, anyways, Saucy's going to Columbus. That's yeah. really exciting for us. Yeah, I love that Columbus and Cleveland are starting to share breweries. It seems like
0: for sure. That's yeah, platforms down in Columbus. Yep, that's a great um, thing. Yeah, so, so yeah, we're uh, we're rambling. So we really um, are. But yeah, look look for that next week. Uh, Jordan's great. Uh, me and Jordan, well, Hoffman, my my friend from high school, uh, we'll have some pretty funny uh, stories and some fun interactions and stuff next week. So I'm really looking forward to that. And then two weeks from uh, two weeks from today, we're gonna have a really special guest uh, talking about Dingus Day. Oh yeah! And uh, so look forward to that. It's a really cool um, uh, polka band. Yeah. And uh, right. we're going to be having their lead singer uh, come on to the show. That's so cool. I'm uh, excited. The Shardon Shard Polka Man. I'm so really they're, excited. They're actually them. like, they're, they're, they play shows in like Kansas City and stuff like that. Like yeah. They're, so they're like really good yeah, at in yeah, the yeah. polka scene or whatever. Um, so we'll talk to them in a couple weeks. So that's kind of a preview of what's coming up on LOTL. Uh, so uh, that's going to do it for us tonight. Uh, appreciate you guys uh, listening to us. And uh, as always, follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. Uh, hit us up on our website, www.lotlpodcast.com. Um, we should have another uh, article from Steve coming up soon, um, maybe the beginning of next week sometime. We'll see. But, uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much going to do it for us. So hope you guys have a great weekend, um, and we'll check, into you, check in with you next week. Uh, so until then, for Jordan and uh, Jimmy, who, who left us a little bit ago, uh, I'm Dan. You've been listening to Living Off the Land. And we will catch you guys next time. See ya. Bye.